right. This is the Big Kid Show. That's right. You were looking for the best show on the planet, and you found yeah. yourself in the right spot. Here we are. Congratulations to you for joining the Big Kid Show, the notorious B to the I to the G Kid Show. I am your host, Big Nick. With me, as always, I got my boy, Sweetwater Mark. I got Mr. B. <laughs> we are here in your face, in the treehouse. We're all having a good time together, and we are going to play one of our favorite topics and that is three questions thank you thank you we welcome and appreciate your applause and before we get into the weeds here with our three questions i want to give a quick shout out to gg marie 9785 look i'm not a criminal profiler here boys but i i'm telling you this <laughs> i can i can i can put together a couple things here i'm guessing old gg marie Probably born September 7th, 1985. That's just a guess here. <laughs> Good but, guess. Uh, so happy belated birthday to Gigi Marie, who listened to the Big Kid Show and gave us a five-star review. Yes. Gigi Marie says, I absolutely love this podcast. It's so fun with great hosts. I'll be sad when I get through all of the episodes. Well, don't be sad because we're going to drop a new episode for you every weekend. So please come back and join us the big kids we are here for you this is a show for the people so we will not stop tonight three questions we are going to go to the national football league one more time here we go this is one of our favorite topics so our three questions tonight we're talking about overrated active members of the nfl community okay so for our first question and mark i'm going to Send this one your way. The ball is, I would say, in your court, but it's in your territory, right? It's on field. your side of the field. You need to matriculate this ball down the field for us and the listeners. Mark, the first question tonight in the treehouse is, on me. who is the most overrated, active NFL defensive player? Now, some things to consider here for our host and for the listeners, of course, probably popularity, uh, expectations, salary are all things that might be considered when forming your list and giving us your answers. Mark, I hand the pigskin off to you, my friend. Who do you think is the most overrated defensive player in the NFL? Shots so fired. what were you saying, Mr. B? I, I said, said shots nothing. fired. I'm sorry. I said nothing. Shots because fired. you shots you fired. are very likely you are about to call out a man who could probably body slam all <laughs> three of us. I was going to say, why am I so nervous? Why am I so nervous? You should be nervous. Yeah, yeah I, I choose no one. It would be <laughs> weird if you weren't. I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you all out there like the office. Um, I am going to go lock my front door real quick, and then I'll answer you guys if you don't mind. Um, this is tough, and it's tough because... Let me say this. It was it was tougher than any other thing I think I'm going to have to answer tonight. And that's for the fact that I feel like most defensive players have to earn their keep. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? So I, I think if, if you're a defensive player and you're talked up and you're popular and you're known as a big deal, you typically have to 
earn that badge. It's not something that's just handed out to you. Whereas I feel like for other things, whether it's offense or coaches or whatever it might be, sometimes that can be a little more gifted to you, right? There's a lot of, well, he did this in the past, so I'm delaying getting my ass kicked. So I'm going to go with, this is tough. I had three guys at the top of my list. I wish I could rattle off all three. I'm going to narrow it down to one. There's two of them right now. I'm literally about to decide who's going to kick my ass within the next three seconds. And that guy is going to be Chase Young. Oh, Chase Young. Not the Ohio State guy. Washington Commanders. I knew it was going to hurt Mr. B's feelings. So, look, injury has definitely played a factor into this. Um, He came into the league. He had seven and a half sacks his rookie year. He was drafted right after our beloved Joe Burrow. And it looked like he was about to be a monster in the league. Like it looked like he was going to take over and he was going to put the commanders on the map. And what has happened the next three seasons? All three seasons, three sacks. All three seasons. 14 games played out of three seasons. Okay. That's, yeah. It's not good, man. I mean, and look, I, I get it. You can't help injury stuff. I don't I don't completely blame that on him. Um, from a guy that just got his own bionic knee not that long ago, I know how it works, <laughs> right? I, I get it. I completely sympathize with that. But at the same point, these guys are professional athletes. They train not to get injured to an extent. It should at least. Um, it, it should. And and look, he's a guy that just hasn't hasn't lived up to the billing and he's he's gotten healthy. And the team decided, the Washington Commanders decided, not the mm-hmm. Philadelphia Eagles, not the 49ers, not the Ravens, not one of the best defenses in the league. One of the pretty good defenses in the league decided, dude, you're not good enough to play. Like you're just you're not good enough to even hit the field. So I got to go with Chase Young. I, I'll just tell you guys right now. The other ones I'd thinking, I had thinking I had on my list was uh, Jadavian Clowney, which yep, agreed. Big mm-hmm. Nick probably empathize with, and Justin Reed, yeah, the safety agreed. from Kansas City. Those, those were the other guys I'd considered. But for me, Chase Young is the guy that, and it, and it sucks because honestly, the fact that he was drafted after Burrow, I liked him, and and when he had the big yeah. rookie season, I was like, that's awesome, man. This guy's gonna he's gonna hit. And it just kind of fell apart. I share your opinion, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there. And look, we're not questioning. He's a talented dude. There's no question about that. It's just your best ability sometimes is your availability, and he's just not been available. And uh, it it looks like he's starting off this season better after a rough season last year. But, dude, I'm on your side because – Except for when he comes knocking on your door, then I, I'm not on your side at <laughs> all. Big Nick's I don't, like, I don't even you. know what this guy said. Who yeah, is this I guy? Don't know. Sweetwater, who? Uh, Kick his ass. But, <laughs> the, the, uh, the, but the but the thing is, high expectations, and I got to be honest, boys. He was the screensaver on my computer and iPad for about two and a half years. So yep. I'm a big fan, <laughs> and I and look, I hope the best. I think he has the ability and the I talent to rebounds. turn it around. Yeah. Uh, so we are cheering for you. But we are asking you, Mr. Chase Young, to step up your game because it's been uh, 
It's been unimpressive so far, let's say. Yeah. Mr. B, who is your most overrated defensive player active in the National Football League? And and Marcus said it correctly. Like it's tricky to do this because just to be in the NFL, you are a talented, athletic person. So like yes. just be real with that. I think when we get into it, it becomes expectations and performance and then avoiding injury. Because let's yeah. be real. If these guys could avoid injury, they all would succeed. But it's just part of the sport. So I'm gonna go with the uh, linebacker slash ed edge rusher who currently plays for the Miami Dolphins, uh Bradley Chubb. Mr. Ooh, Chubb. Good pick. Good pick. So he he was drafted uh at the fifth pick in the 2018 and his uh rookie year was amazing. I mean, he played all six he played 16 games, he had 12 sacks. Um he was dominant and then after that just he had injuries the following year. He only played four games the next year. Uh after that, I mean, just kind of mediocre performance, but then um just in November of 2022, he signed a 5-year $110 million extension with $63 million guaranteed. And just like, I feel like it's an overrated thing. Like these edge rusher guys that they like that they're like the kind of the faster linebackers, if you want to call them that. I mean, this guy has all the attributes you would want. I mean, he's 6'4", 269. He runs a 46540. That's a terrifying guy. But I just I think he was kind of pumped up a little higher than he should have been in terms of what he is producing on the field. And again, I don't understand what they do in the coaches' room. Maybe they're not using him correctly. Maybe maybe they don't want him to blitz or sack as much. But just seems like a lot of money to pay a guy that just is like, eh, what's where's the numbers? I mean, besides, if you remove his uh, rookie sack career, he has. Uh, uh, 14 or 16 and a half sacks over the past uh, four years. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's a very low sack ratio when that's, if that's good your job, Bob. go ahead, big Nick. I was, I was just joking and said, not good, Bob. Yeah. I mean, just like when you, when, if your kind of job title is edge rusher, it's like you're a, you're a sack specialist. You need to get to the quarterback. And if you only have that many sacks and you're getting $63 million guaranteed, oof, I mean, good for him. I'm glad he's getting paid, but just seems when we when we talk about what's overrated, that's what I would go with was Bradley Chubb. I, I hope he turns it around and plays well. I don't. I never want to see a, somebody fail at their job, but just you know, again, yeah. he's had some injuries as well, which has hindered his performance. But I'm going to go with Bradley Chubb. Well, and and that's a good pick. And look, he does certainly have the talent, and we know that because Vic Fangio is one of the better defensive coordinators in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And when he uh, was moved from Denver, he went to Miami as their DC and he mm -hmm. brought in Bradley Chubb to, yep. to put him on the line. So there is desire and there is belief in this young guy and hopefully he can uh, get better as his career continues. That goes to the big Nick pick. I'm going to go with, and this is, I'm look, I'm not overly excited to say this, but especially when I see that the guy that I'm about to pick is 28 years old, six foot five, 280 pounds, and could throw me across the room with no problem. So he's a little guy. Yeah. Just a little yeah. guy. Uh, if, if 
if this guy saw me after saying this, he's going to say, Big Nick, I'm going to show you just how little you are, sir. Uh, <laughs> and probably not call me sir, but uh, I'm going to go with Joey Bosa. Uh, oh, yeah. that's not where I thought you were going, buddy. Oh, wow. that's a. And look. He has a brother that can show up and kick your ass, too. Uh, the whole family will kick your ass. <laughs> that is not good. And look, I look, I could be completely wrong. I mean, he did win Defensive Rookie of the Year in 2016, but it is a league of what have you done for me lately. And I'm sorry, Joey, but you miss a lot of games, man. And uh, we have three years out of a seven-year career that he's played all 16 games, right? And now we're up to 17 games and he's falling even more behind. And in fact, when I look at his stats, I'm seeing one, two, three, four years of having double digit sacks. And it's that those are impressive numbers overall when you look at the grand scheme and the, the landscape mm-hmm. of the defensive NFL players. However, expectations are so high. And again, it's not a talent issue with Joey Bosa. It comes down to more of a monetary issue of how much cap space that this guy requires to have on your team. And so, for example, he signed a five-year contract extension with the Chargers worth $135 million. His contract has... Back in 20... Yeah, it overall guarantees in that contract is $102 million. And yeah. so you need to be wrecking shop on a daily, weekly basis to earn yeah. that kind of money. And I've heard a little insider scoop as to how the Bosa family operates. Do tell. And so for those that are unfamiliar with the Bosa family, their father was a very good NFL player as well. And from my understanding, the rumor I have heard is that they have a rule in their family. If you're not 100 percent, you you don't play. You sit out. You you tell the trainer, you tell the coach, I can't go today. If you're that means when I hear that, that means if you're 90 percent, you don't play. A 90 percent Joey Bosa is better than a lot of other players in the oh, league. Probably uh, 90 percent of the rest of the defensive ends. You're right. And if I'm if I'm the owner of the team, if I'm the coach of the team, or if I'm a fan of the team, what do I care about is winning, right? And I if I'm paying $135 million to a guy for a five-year contract, I want him to go out there at 90% or 85% or tell the coach, you know what, maybe maybe put me in for 30 plays today, not 60. Um, do but a, do a snap I, I want a guy that wants – yes, I want to build my team with guys that are willing to go out there, lay it all on the line, and win. And here's the other thing, though, too, that I want to bring up. As far, you know, again, with Bosa, it's not the talent. We're not questioning that. We're not actually, I'm not even questioning yeah. his work in as far as working out and the athletic, you know, athleticism or in the training room or lifting weights or practicing. I'm not questioning that. I'm questioning the desire to get team wins, to get team accolades. And the thing is, Year after year, maybe this is a scheme and coaching problem and not a Joey Bosa problem. That freaking Chargers defense is a letdown every year, right? They got Mm -hmm. Derwin James and they got Joey Bosa and they can't put it together. Those guys should be superstars in this league. And that defense should be. I'm tired of that. Frankly, I'm tired of that defense just not being good. A team is just underachieved in general. They, 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 right. The Chargers are going to charge her. 
They're going to they're going to find a way to lose unless they play the Bengals in the 2013 <laughs> playoff game. And Let's then not talk gonna, about that. Then they're going to win. But other than that, <laughs> now the NFL defensive players. Guess what? I took a poll. They don't give a shit what the big kids say. No, they, they probably do not. not care. <laughs> probably but not. Get, Less guess, than two shits. Guess right. who's a little more sensitive? The coaching staffs of these NFL teams. They are mm-hmm. a lot more sensitive than the defensive yes. players. So now, Mark, we turn back to you for question number two. Ooh. Who is the most overrated coach active in the NFL? Now, for the listeners out there, to be clear, this does not have to be a head coach. You can pick any person, uh, coaching personnel out there in the National Football League. Mark, what say you? What say, say you? The team that not that long ago just gave up 70 points to the Miami Dolphins, and that would be one Sean Payton. Oh, good pick. He was my second pick. He was my second pick. I, I should before you get deep into Sean Payton. Well, that sounds weird. Well, we're getting we're gonna get deep. <laughs> that sounds we're weird. Real deep. Uh in this question, you don't have to worry about getting your ass kicked unless you pick uh, Campbell, Dan Campbell. He's the, yeah. probably the only one that's going to whoop your oh, ass. Dude, I Nobody love, wants to I fight Dan, Dan Campbell. Campbell. Yeah. I, I couldn't pick him, man. I, I love the Detroit Lions. Everybody listens to the Big Kids Show knows they're my, my second favorite NFL team. There's no way. But uh, no, Sean Payton, look, I mean, the guy had four immaculate seasons with the Saints. Probably more than that. Let's call it six immaculate season with the Saints. But he also had three very subpar seasons with the Saints. And one that he went nine and nine and eight. And let's not forget who the quarterback was during the majority of those years. Hall of Famer. Drew Brees. That's right. There was just a conversation I heard on ESPN that to me was a very legitimate one. And it said, if you look behind most Hall of Fame coaches, what do you find? Hall of Fame, Fame quarterback. quarterback. Almost almost every time. Yeah. Bill Belichick, one of the best coaches in the league, they said. Who was his quarterback? I can't. Uh, oh, oh, was it? Oh, Steve yeah. Brady? Bomb oh. Trady? TB12 oh, Trady, yeah. I think his name yeah. was. Bomb Trady? Bomb you know, Trady. Uh, it's just, it's one of those things where like, look, these coaches are good. Don't get me wrong. They know what they're doing. But when you have a cyborg out there that's playing quarterback for you, it makes it a lot easier to, mm-hmm. oh, the genius onside kick when we didn't expect it. Because if it goes wrong, Drew Brees can immediately march down the field the next drive and even the score. Right? I mean, well played. It's it's an easy thing to do. So there was a lot of, I think, I'm going to be very blunt. One thing that pissed me off this offseason was the amount of shit talking that Peyton did about the former coach. That yeah. is now on the Detroit Lions. Um, yes. Or, I'm sorry. Went to the New York Jets. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett. I don't even Buddy care Hackett. about Nathaniel Hackett. But <laughs> the fact that you would come in and trash the guy before you in an organization that you've been in for a very limited amount of time, have no idea what his circumstances were. Not professional at all. Not professional at all, man. And, and like... Dude, that's like the most disrespectful thing you can do is smash a guy who lost his job, now is still in the league, so obviously it still has some worth, but just a really trashy move, man. I, I, I didn't like it at all. And then not only do you do that, oh, I'm going to go out and start 0-3 with Russell Wilson. 
70 point 70 points put up 70 on 70 points Seven yeah. zero points and then not all of that that's a, that's a that's a coaching thing that's not even a team yeah. thing when you put when someone puts up 70 on you and not only that i'm gonna leave all my starters in to the end and pretend like it's their fault somehow and then i'm gonna get testy with the media after because they have questions about why i'm three points away from blowing the biggest high the highest score ever in NFL history. Like, dude, get off your horse, man. Like, just, and I'm always saying this because Sean Payton can't show up in my house and slam dunk me. I'll body slam that dude. Yeah. Mark, you, I feel like you have him in a, in a one-on-one. <laughs> oh, I'm bigger I'm than he inspired. is. I'm bigger yeah. than he is. But no, I just, honestly, man, that, that just, it's very disrespectful. I didn't like the way he came in. I didn't like the way he trash talked. And it'd be different if he did that. And then he came in and was like, we're three and oh, we're dominate. No, dude, you're getting your ass kicked. You came in, you got a team that has some talent. The Denver Broncos are not a talentless team. Oh, and, they, they have a lot of, uh, on paper. They look yeah, pretty they've, strong. They've got talent. They've got one of the best cornerbacks in the leagues. You can't tell me Russell Wilson is still not a top 10 quarterback in this league. You've got good running backs. You've got some young receivers. you got some guys on defense. Like, dude, you're 0-3. Just shut your mouth. Back off Word. and shut your mouth. So Sean Payton Easily most overrated head coach in my book. Sorry for all the Saints fans out there. I apologize. He was great for you guys, but uh, Drew wow. Brees was carrying his jock. That's I think you you are absolutely right, Mark. I put that as, on as my number Ooh. two. I had a hard time not making Peyton my number one, and it has nothing to do with the the Miami Dolphins beating the crap out of that guy. But <laughs> it it more so was about Drew Bledsoe or uh, Drew Bledsoe. Uh, <laughs> Whoa, Drew Brees! Whoa. Don't put this on Drew, Drew Bledsoe. Bledsoe. He didn't do it. I think Drew Bledsoe owns a winery now. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Drew Brees, delicious Hall of Fame quarterback, and I am of the opinion that that guy could have made many a coach a Super Bowl winner. And on top of that, let's not forget Sean Payton, head coach, got suspended for a full calendar year because. His staff is doing Bounty Gate, trying to oh, injure. I, I forgot about Bounty Gate. You're right. Yeah, the NFL had to suspend the dude because he was doing such illegal activity under his mm-hmm. nose. He had to be suspended for a full year. I didn't know anything about it. Okay, oh, guy. Yeah. Well, Bull then, co- shit. Yeah. You <laughs> okay, own, guy. Sweep your own yard, bro. You got to exactly. own your team. If you're the boss, you're the boss. You're Mr. the boss. B. Speaking of boss, Tony Danza wouldn't put up with that shit. That's right. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. All right. Mr. B, you are up. Who is the most overrated active NFL coach? Oh, so <laughs> as it boiled down, I have to go with the current coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, Josh McDaniels. Yes. yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. He sucks. He so, sucks. And, and, and part of it's like, so he was privy to being the offensive coordinator for the amazing New England Patriots when they were awesome. And then he went to Denver and he basically coached for two years at Denver, went 11 and 17 over two years. Currently the Raiders head coach and his record as of now is seven and 13. So does he know football? Probably. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not doubting that he probably, he probably knows, knows even way more than all three of us, but just, I remember like the whole big thing of like, always oh, going to go to this team and he, he's probably making obscene money, but 
he's not getting it done. And I think part of this is probably tied with that it's one thing to be part of a successful team versus becoming a head coach is a whole different you know, can of worms there. Like whole different you ball have, game. Yeah, you have to put people underneath you that you trust and you have to you're basically running like you're a CEO of a business as the head coach. Mm-hmm. You have to trust that the other coaches are doing their thing. And I mean, I, I feel like unless the um, Las Vegas Raiders do something amazing this year, he's probably going to be done after this year. I worry that the, the owner is like really in love with him and like confused, right? Like well, love is and, blind. Love is blind. Well, and, and these guys probably when, when they come in an interview, they probably interview amazing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he clearly, I, I, I would be shocked if he doesn't understand football it's just more of like, I mean, it's it's a different thing being the head coach. Like, it's not just X's and O's being a head coach. You got to like, you're processing way more different things than just like calling plays, if that makes any sense. For sure. I, I, I don't know what it is about him either, that, but he like looks like a 12-year-old to me. Like every time they show him on the sideline, I'm like, and look, it's, this has nothing to do with his physique or anything, but it's he just looks to me like a guy like let's forget about his very expensive salary. I think you could probably pay him in Funyuns and Tootsie Rolls and he would take it. Like he just like, there's something that he looks to me like a guy that just, he's like, how many licks does it take to get to, to the Tootsie Roll and a Tootsie Pop? He's like, I know. He's like, I know exactly how many. It well, takes. Hey, this guy was born in April of 76 in actually Canton, Ohio. So he was yeah. born in, in, in the he was born in the National Football League Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah maybe was, right in there. It says Canton, Ohio is where he was, he was born. Conceived so. in the Hall of Fame and yeah. birthed in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So again, just I, I I always felt he was overrated, and I feel like that's what tends to happen when these guys are offensive coordinators on a very prolific team. They go out, and then they're like, "Oh, I can't cut cut it as a head coach." So yeah. Josh McDaniels, my pick. Tough break, buddy. You get cut. I'm going to go with Frank Reich, the Ooh. head coach of the Carolina Panthers, former head coach of the Colts. And here's why, like, I'm so sick of everybody like, oh, Frank Wright's going to come in here and write the ship. He's going to be the savior. And then he shows up and he's freaking milk toast. Like, he doesn't do anything. <laughs> like, like, look, look, I'm not saying he's not a talented dude. I'm not saying he's not smart. He was a great uh, he was a very well-respected backup quarterback in the NFL for many years before going into coaching. So he certainly knows football. It's a lot of this is not really about the individual's ability. A lot of this is more about the perception of who this person really is right, exactly. on, in the media and in the NFL world. And some of these people, I'm just so sick of hearing about how special they are when really they're just only as good as the guy standing next to them. And so, Frank Reich, I think you're a great dude, uh, but unfortunately, I just I'm tired of hearing that he's going to be the savior. Yeah, I, I don't know that he's anything special um, than than the the other head coaches in the league. He seems like well, I mean, he, he does seem like a nice guy. Like you know, like you're like oh, he's, it's the kind of guy he'd want to be your father in law or whatever. It is. Like he seems like a very nice person. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you're right. I feel like as a coach, it just hasn't really come together. And he was the one that attested to, to Carson Wentz, and that didn't work out in Indianapolis, you know. So, 
Yeah, I, I, I'm inclined to, to agree with you there, Big Nick. And, and watch out, Frank. Sounds like Sweetwater Mark's coming for your daughter. <laughs> coming for your daughter, Chuck. <laughs> All right. This, this is the one where we are going to make enemies with Ooh, some of our listeners, you know, saucy. because they take this one personal. People take this personal. We are moving to the offensive side of the ball, Sweetwater Mark. Who, in your humble, big kid opinion, is the most overrated NFL offensive player? And I'm very intrigued to hear this one. Me too. I can't wait. (laughs) Yeah, I think Big Nick's going to be pretty disappointed with that. I knew where you were going to go. I thought about this when I was driving You want to say it for me? Because So hold on. For the listeners out there. Sean Watson? We have not said who is going to say what. No, we never know. Nobody knows. It's total mystery. What did you just say, Big Nick? Deshaun Watson Thank is who you. you're going to take. That is my choice. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> and you're right. $230 million guaranteed. And we gave guaranteed. up, th- gave up three, three first round first picks. Round picks. So I went what back. Bunch of idiots. I did some math here, boys. Did some math. Ooh. I don't do it very often. You tell. I don't do calculus. I did do geometry. You got out he, the old abacus. And, so yeah. when you think about Deshaun Watson, there's a lot talked about about how fantastic he was. Look. The 2020 season, this guy had an amazing year. 70% completion percentage, which is just insane, right? Yeah, that's legit. 4,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Amazing. Then it came out that he liked a lot of massages from 77 Mm. different women. That he also is, likes to, I think he likes to pull that dick out once in yeah, a while. Yeah, I think he, he's a little inappropriate. <laughs> but let's go back. He's before, disgusting. Let's go back before that even. Right. So we before go back that? to 2019. 3,800 yards. Not bad. Not bad. But 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. That's not earth shattering, right? No. You go yeah, back to that's, 20. That's mediocre at best. You go back to 2018. 4,100 yards, not bad. 26 touchdowns, nine interceptions. The year before that, only 1,700 yards. He only played seven games that year. But my point is, if you look at him compared to the other quarterbacks outside of that 2020 season, he kind of falls in that like 8 to 14 range of like, he's better than Andy Dalton. (laughs) But But not by much. But, like, honestly, like, it, there's a lot made of these guys that can run the ball because they run the ball. Mm-hmm. But he played for the Texans. And as Joe Burrow can be proof of, if you're a quarterback that's a game changer, you you flip that franchise, right? right. You, you flip that franchise into something that they weren't before. In four years in Texas, did anybody ever feel like the Texans were any type of unstoppable force offensively that? You just couldn't couldn't get past. I never you, did. A lot of those yards were because they were losing. Yes, exactly. So they had to pass the ball. I mean, you know, I went back and looked at the NFL rankings even. And I mean, it's it's not favorable for him. I mean, Matt Ryan had better numbers. Most of the years. Well, and Mark, I'm very impressed that you didn't use the so, research team with this one. You you went and did your own no. research, man. I I, le- I left them to go to the massage table. I went straight <laughs> to the facts. I went straight to the facts. I had to go on, right. 
are we paying for all those massages? Because oh, that's going to really mess up Big Nick's uh, We're gonna budget. We're going to collect here. those invoices. Yeah. 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 And that can get ugly. <laughs> but no, I, you know, look, the guy has, you know, he he's started to improve a little bit with the Browns this year. But the first two games were train wrecks. The first year, there was all the talk about Joe Burrow and how horrible he was with the first week of the 2023 season. Deshaun Watson wasn't much better. Uh, it was about the same, you know, a 50% completion percentage and 170 yards or whatever it was. I just, I'm not seeing a guy that's like a game changer. And I know it hurts me a little bit, slash, makes me giggle inside a little bit that I can <laughs> upset Big Nick because I can see him sulking into his hand over no, there. No, but I'm not mad at all. I, I know I, Big look. Nick, I know, I know how he feels about Deshaun Watson, and it's not. It's not favorable. So, And I want to be clear, too. This is one thing that that does upset me. I hated that we gave up all those picks for the guy. I I mean, I almost this almost cost me my fandom. I almost jumped ship, man. I hated that giving up all those picks was stupid, giving up all the money. And what I'm tired of is people telling me, this is what they say. They go, I can't believe you guys. Got Deshaun Watson. I can't believe you guys wanted Deshaun Watson. And I can promise you this. If you never believe another word that I say, I can promise you this hand on a stack of Bibles. I was not present at that meeting when they decided to take Deshaun Watson. I was not involved because guess what? (laughs) Had Big Nick been invited to that meeting, I would have burned that damn place to the ground. I'm telling you, son. I'm telling you, I would have burnt the damn thing to the ground. I was furious. I I was having drinks after dinner drinks with my wife in a great mood on a Friday night and my phone starts buzzing. We got Deshaun Watson. I saw what we gave up. I told my wife dates over. We're going home and I yep. don't want to be talked to for the rest of the no weekend. one. Talk to me. No, Burn the massage oil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I, I need to drop you off now because I might drive my car off of a bridge. Yeah. yeah. It's just, and I think the, the kick in the nuts is the last thing I'll say. The kick in the nuts is the two hundred and thirty million guaranteed. Yeah, what are you doing? And, and, and like what you said, you when we talk, some when we of talk those about, women should have kicked him in the nuts. Yes, when we talk about 100%. overrated, that nails it right there. It's like, is he probably talented? Yeah, but is he a top five quarterback talent? Uh, is he deserving of the only quarterback in the league to have his entire contract guaranteed? That's crazy to me. What a dysfunctional organization to give him that. And guess what? When you are a complete sleazeball, sometimes you don't get to work on Monday. Right. And that's what this dude experienced. So, all right. That Mark, good pick. Let's not, let's not go. Let's 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 clean the palate. I'm sicking my balls about it already. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to clean this table off. It's all covered. (laughs) Mr. B. Most overrated offensive player active in the NFL football league. There's a lot of them. There are. There's a lot of them. Most of them are receivers. The (laughs) one that uh, I couldn't avoid is I'm going to go with Trey Lance. Yep. Yep. And and part of it is tied with that he was not only how he was acquired by the team. I mean, if you guys remember the – uh, 49ers traded up with the uh, Dolphins for their first round picks for 2021, 2022, oh. and 2023, and the third round pick of 2022. Oh. Okay, so 
just that alone, you're like, all right, this guy needs to be a exceptional no bueno. player, right? No bueno. And uh, anyone that follows the NFL now knows that uh, he was actually demoted to third string and then eventually traded to the Cowboys. So if there's anyone that's more overrated is a guy that he basically had one good season in college football. Mm-hmm. And even by good season, I don't know if I would call it amazing. Yeah. I mean, he had, he passed for uh 66.9%, 2,700 yards, 28 touchdowns, no interceptions. He also had a, 10 games. A, a 11, he, he did have 1,100 yards rushing, 14 touchdowns. So the thought was, all right, he's the next, Michael Vick or whatever, but yeah. he literally had that one year. And this again, this is North Dakota State. We're not talking about like a major. Yeah. And he, I mean, he, even in practice, he couldn't even cut it to be the number two. I mean, just to me, so over it, it, is the guy probably talented. Yeah. But there's a reason why the team thought, dude, you're not as good as Sam Darnold. Yeah. Sam Darnold. Put wrap, wrap your head around that. Yeah, and, and 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 I like Sam Darnold actually, but it's just like I mean, when you're if you were expected to be that high of a you know, just you're supposed to be a game changing player, and you know you basically got quasi cut yeah. from your team, and the San Francisco Forty Nine ers just basically gave away their like next three years for this guy. Wow, hundred percent. That's a fine. Too. That's a fine pick there, Mr. B. I cannot agree uh, more. That And you know what? Hey, he's still very young, so he he, he could show us out. something here in the future. Um, and, and, and I want the best for him. Like, I'm not anti him. I just like he was projected to be like the savior of football for some teams. Yep. And it's just like, wow, you you got bumped down to the list on even, you know, oh. Well, and speaking of saviors of football, I, that's where my head goes. And, and look, this I wouldn't say he was a savior, but he certainly contributed to a national football championship season. But I'm going to go with Odell Beckham Jr. for my most <laughs> overrated. And, and part of it, look, I'm a little burnt because the Browns spent a lot on him to get him here, and his performance was very lackluster. Uh, he was more interested in unique uniform and, in fact, illegal uniform items. Uh, they they would send him to the, the the referees would send him to the locker room after one or two plays when he played for Cleveland, and he had to sh- switch out his socks or his shoes or something. And he did it consistently. Like he he doesn't get he doesn't care to be on the field at that point. Yeah. And look, dude, his numbers, his first three years in the league. 2014, 2015, 2016, freaking amazing, right? Yeah, he amazing was amazing elite. numbers. Elite. <laughs> and, but guess what? That was 10 years ago. Beep. What have you done for me lately? And I'm so sick and tired of hearing, hey, if you think that if you are in win now mode and you think that you are one piece away from an NFL championship, you can go get this dude. He's going to put you over the top. Now, you say, well, Nick, big Nick, he did, in fact, help the Rams recently win a Super Bowl. But I tell you, on a larger, on the larger sample size that is his career, he has been shit for getting people to the playoffs and getting a championship once in the playoffs. In fact, 
He played one game for the Giants out of five years of being there in the playoffs. They lost that game. He, the Cleveland Browns, one year of his three years on the team, they went to the playoffs. He didn't even play in that game. And he did play and he put up good, decent numbers for the Rams in their 2020 win of the national championship. And part of that, though, comes to the, the contract, right? I was hearing, we were hearing in this offseason that he was requesting $18 million for a single season. Oof. And I was like, okay, good luck, dude. Like you might get eight or nine million, which I still think he's overpaid at that price. But the Baltimore Ravens signed Odell Beckham Jr. to a one-year fifteen million dollar oh. contract. This included a thirteen million eight hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars signing bonus. So when you put in his sa- salary with that. He's damn near guaranteed $15 million for this year. He's already missed time on the field within the first three weeks of the season, and he could still earn another $3 million in incentives. So he got, basically, he got very close to his $18 million contract for one year. That tells me. And he's not even the number one at uh, on his team. Yeah. Yeah, He's uh, not even the number one. The Ravens. You want to talk about Nakua is. Destroying it, and he's probably making like nine hundred thousand dollars a year. Well, well, Beckham's on the on the Ravens now, but uh, sorry, but, sorry, excuse me. No, but that shows how ineffective he is. That, that it's easily forgettable. What team he's even on? Like he's yeah. not. Oh, God bless America. Yeah, he's not done anything to 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 knock your socks off. With a with a fifteen to eighteen million dollars single season contract, well, and it goes to show some of these guys. I mean, you look at the Super Bowl against the Bengals, and he had an amazing what first half, and they tore his ACL and stuff like that can can make you well known, man. I mean, you can can it can it can make you a lot of money if you can perform in moments, you know. Um, yeah. Very, very quickly, boys, before we wrap up, uh, to everybody listening to the big kids tonight, especially for those defensive players that we talked about, I want to point out that Mark lives in Wyoming. Uh, <laughs> Mr. B is in the greater Las Vegas area, and I've recently relocated to Maine. So if yeah. you're looking for a door to knock well, on. Just so people are very clear, north, central, west, Ish. Yes. Ish. Where you'll find me. That's, that's where you'll find me at. So his address is one, two, three Main Street. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So uh to all the coaches out there that we called out and to all the offensive players that we called out, we say as big kids, be better. And to the defensive players that we called out, we say we're very sorry, sir. We're very sorry. Uh, we, please accept uh, our apology. Yeah. I, we, we'll please send you a our, basket with cookies and... Uh, yes. Well, you have our forever apologies. All right, everybody. We are the Big Kids. Thank you for tun- tuning in once again to the Big Kids Show. Catch us back here next week. Until then, we hope you have a fantastic week. Love y'all.